0: One, two, three, four. Screen time! Screen time! Screen time! Screen time! It's my screen time, too. Hello, and screen welcome time. to It's My Screen Time 2, the podcast where two moms fondly remember their childhood cable boxes, so conveniently plugged into their boxy television sets via electric umbilical cord as they rush from room to room looking for their phones. Where is my phone? Seriously. Oh my gosh, that is my life too. (laughs) And so many times it's just at the bottom of my bag.
1: Yeah, multiple times a day.
0: Yeah, more technology, more problems, Katie. (laughs) So I'm Deborah. And I'm Katie. And I have three kids. I have an eight year old named Tony and twin five year olds named Libby and Nate.
1: And I have one kid. He is almost three. His name is Jay. So this is the segment where we both get to tell a quick story about how awesome or occasionally awful our kids are. Because even though we try to keep the kids out of it for the bulk of the podcast, we just have to get those mom feelings out up front. So, right. <laughs> Debra, have your kids done anything particularly adorable this week?
0: Well, we were picking up my eight-year-old from school yesterday And they have this carpool line. And then there's always one teacher is out with a megaphone calling the carpool numbers. And I had parked in the parking lot. So we were just walking by him. And for one of the cars, instead of calling, like, our number's 306. So he'll just be like, 306. He called, Isabella, your mom is here. And my daughter Libby said, what? What? Why did he say there's a belly of moms in here? <laughs> it was so hilarious. And I stopped this teacher who is kind of intimidating because he always wears sunglasses. Like cloudy, sunshine, rainy. Doesn't matter. He's always wearing like the reflective. So you can't like make eye contact and he's uh-huh. kind, of, kind of a tough guy. But I stopped and told him what she had always misheard, and he just started laughing. It was really funny. We all had a good laugh.
1: Oh, so you bonded with Scary Sunglass Teacher.
0: Yeah, and I love that imagery. Belly of (laughs) Pumps. That is really cute. It's your band name.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Mine is not an adorable story this week. Mine is kind of a parenting fail. Uh, Jay currently has his first black eye. Yeah, he uh, took a header into the side of the bathtub while I was like, I don't know, trying to behave like a normal human being and like brush my hair. So I wasn't paying full attention, but he was just playing behind me. I can normally trust him to do that. But yeah, then he just slipped and took a header into the side of the bathtub and he has a horrible black eye. This actually happened a week ago now. And the thing with black eyes that I didn't remember, because how often do you encounter them in your daily life, is that they actually look progressively worse as they're healing. Yes, yeah. <laughs> so it's been like a rough few days to be leaving the house with them because I feel so defensive about it. I have to be like... I explained to everyone re- immediately what happened, like as soon as they see my child.
0: <laughs> even if they don't act, even if yeah. they don't comment on it.
1: Like he should be um, wearing a placard that says it was the bathtub or something.
0: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, my kids have all had shiners from just how you know, like an accident like that or on the playground or something i mean
1: it makes sense and it's gotta happen to everyone and the fact that i've never noticed it on anyone else's kid means that it's not as big a deal as i'm making it like he's fine he was fine two minutes after it happened but you know it's hard to see the evidence on their face every day
0: (laughs) yeah make sure you take a picture of it because otherwise you might forget
1: (laughs) i keep trying to uh capture it but he's really bad at staying still for pictures so everything is like just blurry and you can't see me but I'm tossing my my head around because that's what Jay does when he sees the camera come out.
0: So today we watched Pencilmation which is a YouTube channel a bit of a departure it's a cartoon basically where the subject is a pencil drawn character who interacts with The pencil that has created it. Yeah. Does that make sense? (laughs) Um, It's produced and directed by animator Ross Bollinger. Although it's not clear how much is animated by him himself. The YouTube channel has more than two and a half million subscribers. And it puts out two new shorts weekly. There are 13 seasons. All on YouTube. And there's anywhere from eight to 23 episodes Her season. And I wanted to review this because my boys, Tony and Nate, have really been watching this on Screen Time Fridays. (laughs) They love it. Um, They showed me a couple of the videos. What they showed me I thought was pretty cute and hilarious. Um, We have not delved into much YouTube content. And in fact, it's been almost a whole year since we last watched anything on YouTube, and that is where the kids are. Yeah, that's
1: where the young folk are. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that's right. Our last YouTube was the toy opening videos. And I have to say, just up front, this was way more enjoyable than that.
0: (laughs) It was. But that was an enjoyable episode of It's My Screen Time too. so if you are a new listener, you might want to go back, delve into our archives, and listen to that one. So we watched... And the length of these is really hit or miss. We watched um, episode one from season one, Pencilmation, like the original one, which was really short. Um, season three, episode four, X Marks the Spot. And that was short also. And then season 10, episode 15, which is like 50 minutes of a ton of shorts together just one right after the other and that was titled after just the first short on that episode UFO OMG so we'll go through these episodes one by one and then move on to our more general thoughts although because it's a this YouTube thing that is different than a regular show that's on television we're we're not going to summarize all of the like 2 minute clips right especially that make up the UFO OMG because that would be, that would make for a dull pod- podcasting yes.
1: <laughs> it would probably take just as long as it would for you to watch it right um, so the first episode uh, pencilmation did a really good job of just laying out the concept and it really is just that simple The you see the pencil he draws a stick figure and then he does various cute things to the stick figure like initially the stick figure doesn't have eyes so it starts walking and it runs right into the pencil so the pencil draws him some eyes and then he draws him some hair and then he draws him too much hair and then he erases it so it's just like the different sort of funny things that the pencil can do to change the simple stick figure it really is sort of like an animation at its in its purest form like because I'm doing this to a drawing look at all these things I can easily do
0: yeah, and very slapstick. Oh like, yeah, three Stooges style things happen to this pencil and drawing stick man, pencil man. What? <laughs> what am I saying? <laughs> At one point though, the pencil like boxes him in to box, and then fills it up with water, till it bursts. And then the stick man is like laying on the ground with X's for eyes. As well, the pencils killed him!
1: Yeah, they really establish right off the bat that this animator, this unseen animator behind the pencil is not a kind person.
0: (laughs) No, it's Old Testament God. It's not New Testament God.
1: And that is a thread that continues at least through the other shorts that we watched. It's not not a benevolent figure. (laughs) (laughs) But it definitely was a really cute intro to the series. It made me laugh it made me excited to watch more so what did you think about this as an intro for you
0: it was good I had that like movie theater effect of watching it with my kids you know when you watch something in a movie theater with a bunch of people and they're all laughing at the jokes it just the experience is more pleasurable because you have that social interaction even though you're not really interacting with the audience but I watched it with my kids and they just are so tickled by this (laughs) thing on YouTube and they just like laugh uproariously at all of the funny things (laughs) or mean things that happen to the stick figure so that just that experience made me probably laugh more and think it was funnier than if I had just been watching right on my own
1: right That definitely helps. Uh, Do you want to do a quick summary of X Marks the Spot? So
0: I watched that one last. Um, That one was also really cute. So the pencil man or stick figure guy is, this is a drawing of like a Captain Hook pirate type character. And he finds a treasure map, and then the pencil draws an X by him. And he follows the map and starts digging to find the treasure underneath the X. But then when he uh, emerges from the hole that he's dug, the pencil has drawn an X (laughs) not very far from the original X. And so then the pirate digs in that one. (laughs) Meanwhile, the pencil draws another (laughs) X, and the pirate comes up. And then he has found treasure, sets it down, and then the pencil erases the treasure. <laughs> and the pencil draws another X.
1: This one That's was funny. really funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was definitely a step up in the funny category.
0: <laughs> and then at the end I forget the exact thing, but he finds a new so the original pirate finds a new pirate, right? Yeah, he and just hands. gets
1: sick of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, this was a much better one. And the animation was a little bit more developed on this one. Like, it wasn't just a stick figure. He had more characteristics, like Deborah said.
0: He had a hook for each of his hand. Right? How was he
1: holding a shovel, then?
0: I mean, it is a drawing. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. It's a step up from a stick figure, I guess. They don't have fingers.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was cute. I liked this one. Yeah. I laughed a lot.
1: Okay, so the last one we watched was a sort of a compilation of a lot of different shorts. And it started with the short UFO OMG, in which a stick figure gets chased by a UFO. And I really didn't write down any plot specifics for this episode because it was so long and it was so many just really short vignettes. Mm -hmm. But I guess I wanted to ask you and I wanted to point out any that I thought were particularly funny. The... the one that I liked was called Fro Down, and one of the stick figures, or the stick man, got, uh, the animator drew a, a afro on him and then gave him some sunglasses, and he was just so happy to, like, jam out with his cool afro and sunglasses. He was dancing, and he did the splits, and he got stuck in the splits. And There was like a whole segment of him trying to just like lever himself back into an upright position. I don't know why I was so tickled by that. But I think that was my favorite one.
0: (laughs) That was funny. And the music was, I didn't, I wasn't impressed by the music in most of them. But the music was better in that. It was like some funk music playing in the background. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Were there any that you liked a lot?
0: There was one called... TV trauma that was funny Like a guy gets stuck in the TV mm-hmm. And he Encounters Darth Vader and gets in Like a very brief Lightsaber battle and Then he's stuck in Jaws Like you see just ocean wave. I mean it just hints at it Like you see ocean waves And then sort of a shark the Theme thing. music from Jaws yeah. um, Then a lady Stick figure drawing kind of gets caught in a soap opera that one made me think like I don't know that kids are the primary audience for this because kids wouldn't be getting these references that I'm getting necessarily
1: yeah it's sometimes it seems like it's more of like a fun interplay between interplay no it's like a fun project that a bunch of different animators share and they just kind of do it to share amongst themselves a little bit more (laughs) than with an eye towards an actual audience Mhm.
0: Yeah, there was another one called Cast mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Which was a play on the movie Castaway starring Tom Hanks. That one made me
1: so sad. Not Cast Ball. Away the movie, Cast Awry the short made me really sad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because it was about a stick figure stuck on an island that was only slightly bigger than him. And when he was eventually given away off that island, he was so traumatized that he just wanted to go back to his terrifyingly tiny island. Yeah. It was sad, guys.
0: Yeah. Another one that I thought was funny was the Hulk Uh, cop.
1: Okay, I have a confession. I did not make it to the back half of this episode.
0: (laughs) No problem. So that one was funny because it was a drawing that sort of looks like the Incredible Hulk Mm -hmm. and he sees this little animated bunny and he scares the bunny and then the pencil pokes the Hulk in the eye (laughs) (laughs) and then the pencil draws a net for the Hulk and to ostensibly catch the bunny which he does but then the bunny like hops around pulling the Hulk and like hurting the Hulk uh-huh. and then at the end the Hulk kind of gives up and like draws himself bunny ears in his tail and then <laughs> is that one with the bunny? It was really bizarre and funny and violent <laughs> as most of them are <laughs> yeah there was another one um, where the main character is sort of like a Spider-Man type character and then the pencil erases the rope
1: Yeah, this pencil is, again, not very nice. There was one that actually really made me think of you, Deborah. Which one was that? Called Wordplay. Oh,
0: featuring a red Sharpie. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know the one.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So the idea was that the, the title of the short, Wordplay... Was written on the page. Because all of these take place on like a blank lined notebook page. So wordplay was written but the letters were all crooked. So the stick man wanted to straighten them out. But the animator would then come and like wreck all his work that he had done to straighten them out. So the stick man would blame this other stick man and do violence to this other stick man. Only to turn around and see that like the words were screwed up again. It made me think of Deborah because she likes... Order in her grammar. <laughs> it's true, and spelling, <laughs> and placement of uh, apostrophes. <laughs> so there was a lot to like here. I mean, I think it's clear that we found good things. I just couldn't like the. It was too much for me to try and do fifty minutes all at
0: once. That was a lot. Yeah, a lot, a lot. Yeah.
1: And because the concept was so similar in every short, not that that's bad. They were all good and they had their good points. It just started to feel really monotonous. So I don't know that I would ever sit down and watch like this big chunk again. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I didn't even make it through the first time.
0: <laughs> um, what did you think? So, just overall thoughts about the series channel? I guess On we a whole? Can call it a like, series. did you like I mean- the. Did you like the concept?
1: I did. I really liked it. This, um, this setup of like the unseen animator interacting with the drawings is a really old one in animation. And I actually went to my personal Facebook page to see if someone could remember the name or the creator of this video I was remembering. Because you know, okay, so you know your senior year in college when you have all your credits to from your major and you just have like some space to take electives and you finally take a class in the film studies department because you'd never let yourself do that before (laughs) no
0: but I can imagine what that feels like
1: (laughs) um so I took yes one course in the film studies department and it was about animation so that's what kind of So I'm kind of cribbing this from my memory of that, and I swear we watched this one really early animated movie of, uh, it was either a paintbrush or a pen, and you saw the hand actually drawing the character, and then the character would interact with the hand, um, But no one could remember (laughs) or maybe I just like it was a fever dream or something. So I wasn't able to find the title or the animator of that. But someone pointed out a totally classic Looney Tunes sketch that I wonder if you had seen as a kid. It's called Duck Amok and Daffy Duck is like, well, it starts out. He's like a musketeer and then he essentially just runs out of scenery into like a blank space. Does this ring any bells for you?
0: Not really.
1: And it's kind of a very similar situation to a pencilmation. I mean, it's longer because it's like the full length of a... What did Looney Tunes call it? Merry Melodies or something? It's like the full length of one of those. Um, So the pencil keeps, like, drawing in the wrong backgrounds and generally Mm. just torturing Daffy Duck. And, of Mm -hmm. course, at the end it's revealed that the animator is actually Bugs Bunny because who could... Torture definitely better okay. than Bugs Bunny, but it is a real classic, and I will uh, link to it on our Facebook page. So that was, uh, I guess, the other than this mysterious one that I can't remember the title of. Duckamuck was the one that definitely came to mind the most. Okay. And uh, I all this to say that I think it's a really interesting thing to explore because that's all it is. It's someone with a pencil. Just, like, creating movement in life. And with all the animated things that we watch now, they're made to be, quote-unquote, real. I mean, I know Paw Patrol is about, like, a team of dogs that saves the day. But, like, Mm -hmm. they're not interacting with one another as if they were drawings.
0: Yeah, this was refreshing in its simplicity and cleverness. Right.
1: That was much more succinct and better put. (laughs) Oh, it was rambly. <laughs> <laughs> uh so I wrote in our doc is this a metaphor for a fickle and capricious god? I think we can both agree. Yes.
0: <laughs> yeah, totally. Totally. This is like um like on the level of Job. Yeah. Or like
1: I thought of like uh like is really happening a lot tonight. I thought of the Greek and Roman gods, how Zeus yes. would come down and just, like, totally F with people in every possible way. The, the yes. animator was the same. Same kind of just... I'm trying not to use a bad word. Jerk face. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, I wish I knew more animation history. It did remind me of... Um, cartoons I watched as a kid like the road runner mm-hmm. is that Warner brothers
1: yeah it's the yeah. same uh, it's the same looney Tunes family
0: yeah and just very very basic plots over and over again in just like slightly <laughs> like the anvils coming down from a different place this time but so funny mm-hmm. every time.
1: And they mostly all rely on intense physical pain. But it's okay because you <laughs> see, like, the character smush into a puddle and then just, like, spring back up. Which is something mm-hmm. they can do because they're just drawings. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. just love the way it embraces that. Yeah, definitely shades of Roadrunner and Coyote. I don't know. I feel like I've kind of already addressed this or started to. But did you have any other thoughts on the animation style?
0: Well, I just don't know that much about animation terminology, but it did remind me of the ironic effect of, like, a good New Yorker cartoon.
1: Well, and just um, the fact that it's a just a pencil sketch, right? Yeah. That's what the New Yorker does, too, right?
0: Yeah, okay. yeah. And, like, one of my favorite kids' books of all time is Harold and the Purple Crayon. Love, yes! And the <laughs> illustrations in that, they're just very simple line drawings and it's so satisfying and so timeless Uh and so great and also have you read any Shel Silverstein lately?
1: Yeah yeah Jay is really in like we bought uh Where the Sidewalk Ends and A Light in the Attic ages ago and Jay is really into them now and they're kind of creepy for kids. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they are
0: kind of creepy, and the drawings are creepy. Yeah,
1: even and if the so, poem isn't, the drawing is.
0: <laughs> and the drawings—I mean, I don't know that much about visual art, but the drawings are just like scribbly.
1: Yeah.
0: Some of them very cat—they have a very casual feel to them, but still, they're very, also very timeless. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. So I, I, those three cultural references (laughs) really speak to me. And so Pencilmation kind of spoke to me, although I did prefer the stick drawing in the first episode that we watched Uh because it was not as stylized as some of the drawings in the later episodes that we watched.
1: And it seems like just scrolling through the channel that there is now one Primary, like, pencilmation guy that they use, who is a little Mm -hmm. bit more developed than that first stick figure, but less developed than, say, the pirate character, which was pretty, pretty detailed as far as pencilmation goes. Mm -hmm. I also, just to backtrack really quick, I kind of love the idea of the communal nature of this show. I mean, I wasn't, I kind of did some poking around online. I was trying to find more information about, like, who submits and, because, It seems like Ross Bollinger produces all the episodes, but he doesn't animate all of them. So I was curious if this was like just his circle of friends, because they really do put out so many shorts. Mm -hmm. I was wondering sort of how the process worked, but I wasn't able to find anything about it. But I kind of love the idea that it's a bunch of different animators working Mm -hmm. on the same concept and it's very loose and they can all put their different stamp on it, um, but still be under the same Heading. It feels I I don't know. It feels collaborative in a way that a lot of well certainly the stuff we've watched in the past hasn't been.
0: Yeah, and this I think is the beauty of the like this is what the internet was supposed to be for. Oh yeah. Don't you think? Uh huh. That's exactly oh, this right. This is like the open source dream. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Like this makes me happy about you. Like this makes me happy about YouTube when most things make me unhappy <laughs> about <laughs> YouTube. The internet, where technology has taken us in general, but this really feels like idealistic, and it's ha- and it's happening, and it's great.
1: Oh my gosh! So it's nice to watch because you don't have to worry that you're going to be like all of a sudden confronted with something totally inappropriate and gross, which YouTube has been known to Mm -hmm. suck people in like that before. And it actually kind of reminded me of another uh, cartoon short that is very similar stylistically, but takes a way different turn. And it's by a famous animator named Don Hertzfeld. And it's, Like, these little cotton ball characters, and they're dancing, and it's just like, seriously, I could draw this. It's like a cloud shape with stick arms and stick legs. And they're all dancing, and the main one is like, this is great, the world is awesome, and they're all having fun, and everyone's giggling and dancing. And then abruptly, the main cotton ball just starts bleeding, and it's like, my anus is bleeding. (gasps) What and and then it cuts to like the rest of the happy cotton balls and they're all still dancing and laughing and nothing has changed then it cuts back to the main cotton ball and he's like no seriously my anus is bleeding and there's just so much blood and it just keeps coming out and the other cotton balls just keep dancing the whole time till eventually the main cotton ball drowns in his own blood wow
0: yeah Was this on YouTube?
1: (laughs) Yeah, you can I I will put a link on our Facebook page to this as well. Although I will definitely say not safe for work. Or is there an equivalent for like not safe for children?
0: Wow. I don't know. (laughs) I think not safe for work would cover it.
1: So it was kind of nice to have a similar concept that was more wholesome. Not that I don't Mm -hmm. appreciate that animators can have twisted senses of humor. That also has its place and is great and funny. There, yeah. It's a big tent. There's room for everyone.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's, I liked watching something that was not constrained by television mm-hmm. because I don't know. It's refreshing to watch something that's like a little more organic and not market tested. and.
1: Yeah. And it really kind of makes you realize how limited the scope of what we've been watching is. Like, mm-hmm. yes, they're all different shows, but stylistically they're all very similar.
0: So did you come up with any um, movies or TV for adults that this would compare to?
1: Um, I took notes and I wrote them down and I had ideas and I could not find those notes, but I just came up with a uh, something that it actually really does remind me of, talking about how evil the animator is and how he has no problem, he or she has no problem just like erasing the string and letting the stick man fall to his doom. It kind of reminded me of Westworld. Do you watch that show? Oh,
0: yeah. I have seen a couple episodes of the first season.
1: So Westworld is a premium cable show on HBO, if any of you have not seen it. Uh, And it focuses on sort of the interaction between humans and human-like robots. And a central question is how comfortable humans are in mistreating these robots, even though they look strikingly similar to humans. You essentially can't tell the difference at all. But just because they have it in their head that it's okay, they're robots, they can do all sorts of cruel and sadistic things to them. So that's what this kind of made me think of.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's a good one. How about you? Well, this isn't a movie or a show really, but do do you know who Celeste Barber is? I do not. She's basically an Instagram star and she's just a regular lady, like maybe in her 40s, a mom, and she has this... Her whole thing is she'll take a picture of like an airbrushed fashion model or like a kim kardashian doing something in a magazine like that's seems normal on first glance but then you realize that it's absurd (laughs) to show like a model i don't know like Sitting on a chair in, like, a really awkward way wearing, like, just lingerie Uh to sell, like, shoes or something. And then Celeste Barber will put her un-airbrushed, like, mom body self in, like, not lingerie and, like, cotton undies and, like, an ill-fitting bra (laughs) sitting on a chair. But, like, posed the (laughs) same way. And it is so funny. And it's just base. her whole shtick is like, she just, that's it. It's just like model Celeste Barber. This it's sounds so hilarious. funny. It is so funny. And <laughs> I, I don't know, I've been following her on Instagram for a while and it just cracks me up every time.
1: We definitely have to link to this too, because I want to see it. It sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> And it's definitely, yeah, taking a format that we take for granted and exposing it for how arbitrary it is Mm -hmm. and absurd. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's really good. Um, So did you find it was possible at all to cast a gritty HBO reboot?
0: Well, it's tough because it's not like a show like we usually watch, but I went with uh, Fickle God. And how about this? how about we have a line of female auteurs and actresses and like Hollywood producer types, just all of them standing in a super long line. And then one by one, they get to walk up to like a wall of movie posters and they take a giant eraser and they get to delete whatever Woody Allen, Roman Polanski, Harvey Weinstein film and just, erase it from the canon.
1: Oh, I like it. This could be a really powerful statement piece.
0: (laughs) I'd watch it over and over again. Yeah, that's great. The Futurist Female.
1: (laughs) I like it. Very uh, topical.
0: Um, How about you? Uh,
1: Well, I just focused on the pure comedy of it, and I thought it would be funny to get an actor with like, a really elastic face and try and do sort of a similar thing where the pencil would come in and erase, like, a feature and then draw it back on and it would be totally different. Oh, Uh, that would be good. So I was trying to think of current actors that I thought could do it. And I was like, "Mm, well, maybe Chris Pratt when he was still funny or maybe someone like Amy Poehler. But then I was like, no, let's just travel back in time and have, like, a young Steve Martin
0: Oh, yeah. I like yeah.
1: That. Or possibly even a Robin Williams, although that might be a little too zany. But something mm-hmm. along those lines I thought would be fun.
0: Yeah, that's good. Jim Carrey has the rubberiest oh. face. Of yeah, that's all a good time. one too.
1: You're right. You're right. I didn't even think of that, but that would be perfect.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I like it.
1: And they're a- actually, I mean, with the animation techniques now, I feel like you could almost do something similar with like motion capture where you would do a motion capture where it was very clear it was Jim Carrey like mm-hmm. you didn't have to make him into a i don't know alien or whatever and you could have like the computer the computer mouse manipulating it like you could see the okay. cursor
0: <laughs> that would be good yeah that would yeah that would bring it bring it up to current that would be good but it might
1: be really boring to s- just see a cursor. I don't know. There must, there must be something personal <laughs> and visceral when you see an actual pencil.
0: Yeah. Maybe the if you, like, edit your photos and you get to use the different tools. Oh, yeah. Just in, like, the cell phone editing type thing and, like, erase.
1: <laughs> but it's, like, an actual video instead of a still image. So you see him just, like, yeah. walking around with a white blur where his head used to be. Yeah. <laughs> So do you think it was better when we were kids?
0: I would have loved to watch this when I was a kid, I think. Yeah. For sure.
1: It was pretty hilarious. I mean, really, you should watch this duck because it is just as funny, yeah, And I'm it was made to, in, like, the sure. early 50s or something. So in that sense, we had something just as good. It was just a little bit harder to find.
0: Would you ever watch this alone, voluntarily?
1: If it was one of the really short ones... Mm-hmm. And for some reason, I just like needed to kill three minutes. Mm-hmm. I, I might. I mean, I don't really watch much YouTube anyway, so I'm really just like on there farting around. But if I ever were, I wouldn't. I wouldn't kick it out of bed.
0: Right. There were. Yeah. There would be a ton of things I would watch before this, and I'm also not on YouTube very much, but. I would like show a funny video of this to somebody and yeah. say, you "Gotta watch this, Hulk and Hop." Or Hop <laughs> and Hulk.
1: <Yeah. laughs> All right, I have to go back and watch Hulk and Hop. I did not do my duty by that last episode.
0: <laughs> it was so long. It was so long. No, you're forgiven for that for sure.
1: Uh, so, ten seconds on whether this is good for our kids. I think the consensus is that we would be fine with our kids watching this.
0: Yeah, totally, totally fine. I think it's really pretty harmless.
1: Yeah, Jay watched the first one and the X marks the spot with me and he, like your kids, was like cackling with laughter. <laughs>
0: yeah, cute.
1: Ratings?
0: I'm going to give it a five. Yeah, about you?
1: YouTube, a whole new world. I mean... Yeah, because the length of that last one wasn't really a fault of the format. I, I have to agree with you. Look at us stepping into the technological world, giving something from an <laughs> online platform of five. <laughs> We're so hip. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening to this episode of It's My Screen Time, too. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to share your thoughts on Pencilmation with us, you can find us on Facebook to continue the conversation at facebook.com slash myscreentime2. That's also where you'll find out what we're covering in our next episode if you want to watch along with us. You can tweet us with show or movie suggestions or general comments at at myscreentime2 or you can email us at myscreentime2 at gmail.com. I'll do my best to remember to post all the things we have referenced in today's episode, just because I think it's so fun to look back at some of these, Um, and hopefully you all will enjoy that too. Our theme music was composed and performed by Deborah and her adorable children, and our podcast is produced by me, Katie. Tune in next time for more Real Talk about the movies and TV beloved by kids and tolerated by parents.
0: Bye! It's my screen time too